Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Reading brings you into many exciting opportunities and exposes you to unbelievable exploits of incredible imagination. In other words, through reading, one's imagination can provide a myriad of fascinating and unrestrained moments where we can allow our minds to explore without the restraints of normal human limitations. Children can let their imaginations loose and they can be entertained with limitless possibilities. Adults, too, can be encouraged and unrestrained, although adults will usually bring a lot of baggage to such events, and these will tend to limit their ability to enjoy a similar freedom to that enjoyed by children who have no programmed conditions to hold them back. So I love to read, not just as a form of escapism, mind you, but also for the adventures in learning and discovery that come with reading good material. I'm not as excited about newspapers. They tend to depress me with their attempt at being provocative, first with a scoop and reporting as many dreadful things as they can squeeze on their pages. I feel somewhat differently about The Economist, which calls itself a newspaper, but I rather like to think of it as a magazine. I skip over the topics and segments that hold little interest for me, focus on areas that I find to be of interest or will be helpful. For example, recently I read an article that spoke to the topic of being a Jew in the modern world. In order to report the whole story and describe the struggles being experienced now by many people who wish to be called a Jew, some historical perspective had to be provided, of course. This story I found intriguing and relevant, especially as we live in the days preceding the Lord's return for his church. The Jew factors very prominently in all of history and will be a very prominent factor in the end times scenario. The Jewish nation comes back into God's center stage of world affairs after the rapture occurs. So who is a Jew, really? This is a difficult question, believe it or not. The magazine displayed a group of Ethiopian men who said they were Jews. The article tackled such apparent anomalies. But it was during the reading of this article that I was challenged by some words used by someone quoted in this article. Out of left field, so to speak, my emotions were involved. And I'll share it in a moment.
The article to which I refer quoted an Israeli government minister when commented on yet another challenge to the current rules dictating who may be considered a Jew, who might be a Jew from birth, and what ceremonies might be needed to bridge these different gaps and diversities of origin or opinion. Because many people who are looking to resolve their question as to whether they can be considered Jewish or not, there are actually atheists among them. So the minister remarked about this situation. He said, I don't want to disturb God with such questions. She has so many other things to do. End quote. You heard me right. She has so many other things to do. That, I confessed when I read it, shocked my emotions. I paused. I let my soul dwell on what I had just read. It was miles away from anything that I would have thought to write or to say. In my world, God has always been referred to in the masculine gender. Was it an insult? I don't think so. It seems that the minister has a completely different lexicon for spiritual things than do I. His theology, his understanding of things spiritual, do not mesh with mine at all. Is he wrong? I don't know in the sense that God is beyond my ability to fully comprehend. He is creator, the almighty, everlasting. I only fall back on the scriptures that have taught me to call him Heavenly Father or Abba Father. So I will think of him as masculine and my father which art in heaven. I will hallow his name. I hope the minister soon comes to appreciate these revelations from the Bible, God's word.
And now with his message for today, here is Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning into our program. Our prayer is that you will be blessed, challenged, and edified as we study the Word of God together. Our purpose and objective is to glorify God by an expositional proclamation of His Word so that we might clearly understand what He is saying to us and then by His grace be enabled by His Spirit to obey that Word. For the past several weeks, we have been studying the Bible's repeated prediction that the days in which we are now living will be characterized by pervasive religious deception by false teachers and self-made prophets. God's warning regarding false prophets is the same throughout Scripture, both in the Old and New Testaments. He warns us that many who claim to speak for him do not in fact do so. My friends, this warning is more important for us to heed today than ever before. We are actually living in the times in which the sign is being specifically fulfilled. The Bible tells us that deception will increase as we get closer to the end of the age and the return of Christ. We read in the New Testament accounts that deception will become popular and pervasive in the time of the end. The main characteristics of the false prophets is that they say what people want them to hear, not what God has said in his word. The end result of the deception is that the people deceived will perish through lack of accurate knowledge of the word of God because of the way these false teachers twist, distort, and manipulate the word of God. Now, the Old Testament is filled with such examples of false prophets. And so I am going to take time this morning to read an extended portion to you of what God says about false prophets and those who claim to speak for him in the Old Testament. And we will do so with the following words of the Apostle Paul as our guide. Please listen then to the word of God as spoken through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, beginning at verse 1, speaking about the history of Israel recorded in the Old Testament, Paul says, Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by destroyer. Listen carefully now to the words of the Apostle Paul. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the age has come. Therefore, let everyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. End of quote. That's 1 Corinthians 10, verses 6 to 12. Now, hear the word of the Lord 
to the Old Testament prophets. First, Jeremiah. And I quote now from Jeremiah the prophet. This is what Yahweh says about this people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet. So Yahweh does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and he will punish them for their sins. Then Yahweh said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine, and plague. But I said, listen carefully now, Ah, sovereign Yahweh, the prophets keep telling them, you will not see the sword or suffer famine. Indeed, I will give you lasting peace in this place. Then Yahweh said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Therefore, this is what Yahweh says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying, no sword of famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by sword and famine. And the people they are prophesying to will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and sword. That's Jeremiah 14 verses 10 to 16. Now he continues with the same theme in chapter 23. Listen now as I read. When you put this all together, you come up with these characteristics of false prophets as taught by Jeremiah and Ezekiel. If you are interested, you can look at Ezekiel chapter 13, beginning at verse 22, and also Ezekiel chapter 23, verses 13 through 22. Now, as I said, when you put all of what Jeremiah and Ezekiel says about false prophets, these are the characteristics that are described in the Word of God. One, they prophesy lies in God's name. Thus, they're taking the name of God in vain. Two, God did not send them or speak to them, although they claimed that he did. Three, they speak false vision from their own minds. In other words, the dreams and the visions that they say came from God, they're making up themselves. Four, they say no judgment will touch the land. They do not preach things that the people do not want to hear they give them false hope. Five, they are evil and unjust. Six, they prophesy by false gods. Paul says that they are messages of Satan masquerading as angels of light. Seven, they commit adultery and live a lie. They are immoral. Number eight, they fill you with false hopes and say no harm will come to you. In other words, they are what we would call today religious motivational speaking who claim to speak for God and offering everything good, but really they are speaking for themselves. Nine, 
They do not sit in the council of God, nor have they heard or seen his word. In other words, they're not students of the word of God. 10. They say, I had a dream, when they had none. 11. They do not benefit the people, only themselves. 12. They steal from one another words that supposedly came from God. In other words, they share their false doctrine among themselves, and so they spread the evil and false doctrine amongst themselves. 13. They actually expect their words to be fulfilled, showing that they themselves are also deluded by Satan. 14. They proclaim false words and lying visions. 15. The Lord looked for a man to stand for him, says Ezekiel, but I found none. In other words, it would be difficult in these end days to find one who is true to the word of God. Number 16. These false teachers, Jesus says, come to you in sheep's clothing. Number 17. They will perform great signs and miracles, and this will be a delusion and a deception for the people believing that they are signs that God send them. But these miracles and great signs will be done by the devil himself. Number 18. They will be among the members of the church, Peter and Jude tells us. They will be a part of the local church in which you are a part, and perhaps even which I am a part. Number 19, they make up their own stories. Friends, these are characteristics of false teaching as given by the word of God. I ask you, are not many of these seen today? and are evidenced by many of the famous preachers that we listen to on an ongoing basis. Now hear once more the warning of Jesus that we emphasized in previous messages. This is the warning of Jesus himself. Now I have, as I said, commented on this text in previous messages, but I do so again today for emphasis, because it's coming from Jesus himself. Watch out for false prophets, he says. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? This is Jesus speaking now. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. That's Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 26. But Jesus continues on this same theme in chapter 24 of the book of Matthew, verses 24 and 25. This is what the Master says. False Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. See, I have told you ahead of time. That's Matthew 24, 
24 and 25. Now listen to the Apostle Peter. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways. Notice that. Many, many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. End of quote. That's Second Peter 2 verses 1 through 3. Now then, I ask you, with this deceptive, perplexing situation regarding those who falsely proclaim the word of God, how can we keep from being deceived in these last days? Fortunately, God has provided a very reliable way to show us that we will not be deceived if we believe him and follow what he says. Listen to Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21, and also verse 22. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Now here is the instruction. But test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. In context, it's very important for us to see he's talking about what we hear, what is being taught as doctrine. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything, everything you hear from prophets. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. In context, I say again, the evil referred to here is false teaching. We must be discerners of the truth, as Paul says. Study to show yourselves approved of God, accurately handling the word of God. Examine, evaluate what you hear us as preachers say. Check it out against the Bible. Be like the Bereans of whom Paul says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were true. Acts 17.11 Friends, this is the word of God. But I say, check it out. As always, this is Senior Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, 
Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great command is promised, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. Happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every morning for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. in a moment Jesus Christ could come again